I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I think Paul likes raising butter, but it's not for me. I, I think he does it in his, <laughs> in his spare time. Just sit there happily with a block of water great. Simple things. everybody and welcome to the new year's episode of the Bakedown podcast i am sarah i'm going to be hosting today and with me as always we have the lovely jane dan and howard happy new year guys how are we feeling first day of the new year (laughs) that works that works Well, you're all Sorry. looking great, I must admit. So, uh, not hungover. So, thank you, Jane. <laughs> a little tired, but we have been enjoying the uh, New Year episode of Bake Off. So that's been something nice, hasn't it? Although it was quite the episode. It wasn't didn't go quite how I expected. What about you? Yeah, it was interesting. Well, it, yeah, it was really interesting. But I, it's lovely. So I have my family home. So to to watch a bit of Bake Off over the, the festive period has been absolutely lovely. So, yeah, I've had a great... Christmas and looking forward to 2024. Mm. I think the difference is I don't drink alcohol, so maybe you're all looking a bit subdued because you've overindulged over the period. Maybe a fraction. (laughs) (laughs) Chain. Yeah, nothing worse than a smug baker, is there? I think. We're ladies, we never drink and tell. I think it's also the fact that I've consumed my body weight in French cheese. Oh, I think maybe that's not helped very much. Um, <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed it while I was eating it, and that's what counts. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yes, this was our New Year's episode featuring four contestants from the years 2020, 2021 and 2022. We had the lovely Mark Lutton from Series 11. We had Jürgen Krauss and Maggie Richardson from Series 12 and Maxi Malagisa from Series 13. Uh, now, wasn't it nice to see everybody back, especially from more recent years where I can still remember who people are? <laughs> I hope you Thank remembered you. who I was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was lovely, 
lovely to see them all again. Um, God, I forgot how pretty Maxie is. Isn't she absolutely beautiful woman? Um, but yeah, no, it was lovely. And uh, great to see Mark's hair, of course. Uh, yeah. We love Mark's hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously... Uh, Fan favourites, Maggie and Jürgen. I think it was quite an event to see Jürgen back in the tent. I think the, a lot of the fans had wanted to see him for quite some time, hadn't they? So it was it was a good bunch. It was a good bunch of bakers. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I was most excited to see Mark and his lovely hair. Of course you were, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite surprised. that. Did you say one of them was Series 12? Uh, yes. Uh, Maggie and Jürgen were Series 12 in 2021. Yeah, really two years ago. I mean, I just, the time goes by so fast. Yeah. Yeah. But lovely to see them all back. And I thought it was a brilliant mix. You'd got the sort of very deadpan Jürgen with the completely off the scale cheerfulness that is Maggie and then Maxie and Mark somewhere in between. I thought it was a wonderful mix, whoever put the four of them together. I loved it. Maggie is quite mad, isn't she? But very charming. She's oh, yeah. a very s- sweet, smiley lady, but she is as mad as a box of hair. <laughs> yeah. I, is that an expression? It's an expression I, now. Get over it, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, possibly best to just move on with that one. <laughs> But can you imagine her as a, your midwife? So there you are, just desperately trying to push out this baby. And Maggie's going, Ooh. oh, hello, this is all good. And I'm thinking, oh, God. Shake her with a desiccated coconut on it. Yes. <laughs> I think she's lovely. Oh, my Lord. Do you know, I've never given birth myself, but I feel like in that situation, you might want someone who is tirelessly cheerful. I feel yeah. like you might enjoy that energy. Yeah, you're so, probably right. I like Maggie a lot. You couldn't oh. swear at her, could you? You know, you wouldn't. Oh, no. You, know, you wouldn't get angry about that. You can't no. do it. <laughs> Just go away. Leave me alone. Yeah. No, you couldn't swear at her, which is possibly quite good, really. No, I think she's wonderful. I love, love her to pieces. She's very, it's great very, energy. Very, very yeah. happy. So let's start off with the signature challenge, which uh, this year it was 12 highly decorated religious, uh, which are little shoe pastry nuns. Um, and they had to have the flavour and decorations uh, for New Year's. This was a two-hour challenge. Uh, now, do we think two hours is pretty reasonable for our shoe nuns? Howard, you've done shoe snowmen in a similar we style have, class, haven't yeah. you? It's, it's doable, but actually... 12 of them is quite a lot. Do you know what I mean? I, I think mm. six or so would have been easier to manage. But yeah, definitely. 12 religieuses is, is, is not easy in two hours, I don't think. Now, you do that in a two-hour class, don't you, Howard? Yeah. Because you've, yeah. you've done that. Now, is that is that comfortable or is that pushing it? It's, it's pushing it a little bit. And to be mm. honest, when they start saying highly decorated... That's, yeah, that's even worse, isn't it? Because you've got obviously filling can be done and can sit happily in the fridge, and shoe doesn't take an awful long time to kind of bake and and cool. Mm. But you've got to wait for those things to be done before you can then start, you know, doing the the kind of decorative stuff, really. So, and as an expert of making snowmen, <laughs> um, how did you feel about? Uh, was it Jurgen who made the snowmen? Wasn't it? Um, he made chimney sweets. Oh no, chimney. Who made the snowmen? That was. 
I don't think anybody made a snail man. I'm confusing it with the cake, aren't I? I'm so sorry. One yes. of them had little hats. I thought it was the snowman. It was a chimney sweep, wasn't it? It was, well, yes. <laughs> right. it was. Maybe it just looked a bit melty. Maybe I thought it was a snowman. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think also, sort of talking on the timing, they all did Crackerland, which is great because it, yeah. it, it, yeah. it will keep it shaped. But you've got to make that Crackerland, chill it, make your shoe, cool it a bit before you beat your eggs in, then pipe it. And then bake it. Actually, that's a good hour. Yeah. If not longer, yeah, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You know, then interrupted by various people coming along and chatting to you. Um, but, but I think the crackalan was a revelation for Alison, wasn't it? She uh, she very much enjoyed eating that. Um, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but it is it's literally just sugar, sugar, butter and flour, isn't it? It so is. Yeah, it is brown, just cookie dough. Sugar. It is. Yeah. Yeah, sure, that's better, Jade. It but is. yeah, it's, well, it's um, unrefined. <laughs> yes. But it was uh yeah, delicious. I love eating that stuff. I gotta be so careful not to just uh, to chow down on it. Also, if you eat too much food colour and it's not good for you, is it? No. Well, I don't think they coloured it, did they? Oh, I think it was just chocolate. Oh, I normally colour mine because I like oh, it yeah. to be the same colour as what's in, uh, you know, like give away the flavour of what's inside a little bit. But I guess that they'd care more about decoration for this, wouldn't they, rather than... They, they would. So yeah. I don't think any of them coloured it, unless it was with cocoa powder. I don't think they, mm. they coloured their crackland. But it, it, it's a brilliant way of keeping things in the shape that you want to keep them in, albeit bigger. But it, again, it takes time because you can't put soft and squidgy crackland on. You really do need it to be... Um, Cold, no. but... And actually, the key, the real key, this is a secret, I don't know if you guys know this, to making really good sugar crackerland is to turn your oven on. Yeah. <laughs> <to> really, <laughs> I, like, uh, you will really struggle if your oven is not on. I just, they no, just no, no, don't tend to work. something wrong with his oven. Something went wrong with his oven. It wasn't that he didn't turn it on. Something went wrong with it. I think he didn't press, like, the play button. And that's something that's tripped me up in in in-person events. Like, you turn the oven on, you turn the temperature on, and you're like, right, that's going to come on because that's sensible. But no, you have to press this, like, play button to start. And you're like, well, in what universe do you want to turn your oven on but not have it heating? Yeah, technology is sometimes not the most intuitive. Because in those ovens, once you've turned your oven on... You can then set a timer on it so you can delay, you know, I'm I'm out walking the dog, but I want my oven to come on in uh-huh. an hour's time. And you can't do that. You have to do that on those ovens before you pressed, as you say, the play button. Uh-huh. And Jürgen was in the tent long enough. He knows how those ovens work. <laughs> uh, my oven is just on or off. I don't yeah. have anything quite so fancy. I, I, I haven't got a play button on mine. No. I feel... Am I the only one with one of those ovens, then? I feel like Jane is the only one here who's actually middle class, isn't she? I think that's the problem. (laughs) I've got the oven like like they had in the tent, but obviously they've invented electricity since I was in. (laughs) Yeah. I see. No major difference. Paul Howard just lights a coal fire in the bottom of his, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) How he heats his bath water as well. Yeah. So, yes, these were Jürgen's uh, chimney sweeps, which are a German uh, sign of good luck in New Year's. And they had a coffee and Kirsch creme diplomat with a tea and rum creme diplomat as well and a cinnamon chocolate, well, cinnamon chocolate ganache hats. So that's lots Mm. of uh, lots of funky flavours in there. 
mean, sounds delicious. Did he get any of them filled? Did he actually manage to three. fill any of them? Three. three of them. A couple yeah. of them, yeah. yeah. But oh, what would you have done in that situation, though? I mean, the thing is, you haven't got any cried. time, have you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. but he did he just turn the oven on and leave them in there? Because I would have taken them out, tried to get the oven up to temperature, and then yeah, put them in. Or do you guess in. he just didn't have enough time? I, 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 don't, know. Oh, I don't know, but... It, you know, it was never going to work, was it? On those ovens, there is a boost oh, yeah. function. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you could yeah. take them out and then boost it so it heats up really, really Quicker. quickly. Yeah. So I think mm. maybe he just didn't. Yeah, why did he leave them in there? Because you don't want your shoe trying to rise as the oven is heating. You'd need that yeah. blast of heat and the steam almost to get them to go. <sighs> yeah, poor old mm. Jürgen, I think, panicked maybe in the tent. Yeah. Now, can we talk about Maggie's? Uh, because Maggie had some problems as well. Um, I believe the comments were, they're inedible. Um, so what exactly <laughs> happened? Um, what happened with her mixture? Oh, yeah. They said it looked split. I actually don't know what that was. What do you think, Jane? Well, I, to be honest, I've never managed to split my shoe. No. And, and sometimes if I'm in a hurry, I put my egg in barely cooling my shoe down so i have no idea what happened to hers i mean it does it does split doesn't it to begin with when you first add the egg the little bits of of shoe pastry are floating around in a bit of egg and you need to beat it you need to really yeah. get that yeah that's true you know it, you need to make amalgamate the the pastry and with the egg so i don't know whether she well presumably she'll have seen that before but maybe she just had tired arms couldn't be bothered <laughs> to stir it. You normally see them when they're doing making shoe, you know, dropping it off a spoon or a spatula and getting yeah. that V. Yeah. You didn't see any of them doing that this time. Or not that I saw anyway. Um so I don't I don't really know how she did it. Uh, sometimes I wonder whether you know they say in the in the voiceover, and if you don't cool your shoe and you add your egg, it can split. And I wonder if post-rationalising, she had a problem with her shoe, didn't beat it enough, but they give a voiceover trying to explain why it yeah, split. Yeah. I've never ever had that. And I have beaten it when it's too, probably a little bit too warm, but I've never had mm. that sort of result, yeah. bless her. So who, you're, you're probably right, Howard, she just didn't beat it enough. But I, think that, I think the other problem was that the fillings weren't the nicest flavours were they really cranberry and port with chestnut is what i've got written down that sounds yeah, quite chestnut, nice and Christmassy. chestnut and brandy and cranberry and port but if you get those kind of combinations too much too much cranberry too much port it could be a bit heavy yeah yeah rich yeah, mm. yeah maybe i mean very Christmassy. yeah but yeah actually if you get the balance wrong that could be a little heavy yeah yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a shame. She just had a bit of a disaster, really, didn't she? But but smiled all the way through it. <laughs> all the way yeah. through it. Gotta love her. Spirit of Christmas wrapped up in a Maggie. And uh, I wasn't entirely <laughs> convinced by her decoration. I think she was going for nuns, saying that she was a, a child of a convent school. I'm mm. not entirely sure I, I saw the, the nun decoration. I think she might have just... Panicked at the last minute a bit there. To be honest, I, I'm not. I'm not sure any of them really kind of said New Year, did they? We'd we'd got nativity, Christmas puddings, and nuns, and 
that's all, got, that's all going Christmas to me. But I yeah. think they were still having Christmas. I mean, in fairness, <laughs> the time between Christmas and New Year's, like that's the time where you know days are lost. No one knows what's going on. No one knows what day of the week it is. <laughs> we're all just eating cheese and Christmas pudding every day, aren't we? Aren't we? Yeah. Just no, me. I don't. No. <laughs> You can eat um, Christmas pudding on New Year's Day. That's fine. Yes, you can. You can do all of that. And if you talk about nativity, if you think of Epiphany, it's the sixth when the wise men came. Oh, so, you know, they didn't all pack up baby Jesus and head off after Christmas dinner. They That whole thing carries on for... And until the sixth of January, so I yeah. think they can. I think they can do Christmassy themed things. I think that's absolutely fine. Unless I think that's you want fine. To do a load of fireworks and people falling over drunk. I think it's. Fine. I don't know how you can make that into a cake. Yeah, <laughs> no. Actually, some of them tried. I think. <laughs> I don't know anything about Epiphany actually, but we always have the Christmas tree up until the sixth. Yeah. Or is it the 5th or the 6th? When do you take the Christmas tree down? 12th night, whatever 12th night is. But we're not very good at this, are we? I don't know. We don't know anything don't... about Christmas. <laughs> well, <laughs> Before this turns into a religious lesson, uh, let's move on. <laughs> but can we quickly talk about Maxie and Mark before we move on? I think we should. So, yeah. I think Maxie's were lovely uh, in terms of the quality of the shoe, I thought. I thought the decoration, obviously, was, um, you know, a little bit unfinished. Um, but the flavours are good and the shoe was executed really nicely. Um, and mm. I expected no- nothing less from Maxie. I thought, I remember her being a wonderful baker last time. I think she made it to like week eight or something. So she was obviously pretty good. Um, but I thought she did a great job. And dear old lovely Mark, um, who yeah. was sort of my, Huge I mean, I, I shouldn't have personal favourites, but I kind of did. Um, sorry about that. Um, I was hoping Mark would do a good job and he thought he did absolutely lovely. I thought mm. they looked, you know, really nice and and I think Paul said they were all nice and uniform and they had, you know, an orange liqueur flavour, which uh is never a bad thing, is it? Uh, yeah, a little bit of orange liqueur at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Mm. So a really, really good start for Mark and uh just a bit of a shock for Jurgen. I think there must have been so much pressure on him coming back. Well, they'd, they'd got him playing his trombone every five minutes. Just let the man do a bit of baking. <laughs> <Goodness> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> uh, but I think it's, he is someone who went home, if I remember correctly, he went home in the semi-final, didn't he? Or, yeah. 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 So I think every, a lot of the public sort of felt that he was, you know, a robbed genius. And, um, you know, it must have been a huge amount of pressure for him to come back. He was yeah. obviously the person who got the furthest. And, uh, oh, it didn't go, didn't go very well for Jürgen. I felt a little no, bit sorry for him. Really didn't go very well at all, poor Jürgen. Reminds me of how I felt on New Year's morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that is our signature challenge with Mark and Maxi doing very, very well. Uh, both technically and design-wise, uh, Jürgen and Maggie doing a little less good mm. in the technical department. Searching for diplomatic words. Yeah, no, it's... Yep. Um... <laughs> oh, Which it's Prue such a shame. all the time, I think, this episode. Prue found nice things to say every time. She was very diplomatic, I thought. She's <laughs> a very sweet woman, our Prue. Yeah, she's very sweet. She's lovely. I could learn something from her, I'm sure. so our technical challenge which 
Oh gosh, it's gonna be fun to pronounce. Um, it is a, a galette de roi, which is a uh, king's cake in French. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, which is a frangipan filling uh, with a puff pastry base and uh, often has a little fervre inside, which I believe is traditionally some sort of bean. Ceramic thing. Ceramic yeah. bean. Lovely. Which is very similar to a, uh, a sixpence in a Christmas cake. And I'm sure there are plenty of Americans very confused about that topic. Uh, let's just... Go and Google it. Go and Google it. Um, <laughs> Basically, we leave a fun choking hazard in the dessert yeah. uh, just to see who we can take out. <laughs> no, it's a it's a token of, of good luck or or whatever it might be. It is, um, yes. But this is the classy French version as opposed to the English one where we just stuff an old coin into a pudding uh, and steam it for a few hours. This is a classy French version, yeah. Sixpences, which were silver, so you didn't actually... You, yes, you could choke on it, but actually, you were not <laughs> not, not, not got some scabby old coin that might go mouldy or something. So it was silver. Yeah, um, I don't think we're not making this in. sound great, are we? No, no, <laughs> but it's, I don't think anybody does it anymore. Do it's they? tradition. It, anymore. it is tradition. an old, very old tradition. Um, as if you know, Christmas pudding needed to get any better by putting choking hazards in it. But there we go. <laughs> So this was a two and a half hour challenge, um, and uh, this was sort of very similar to a Pithivier, was it not? Yeah, yeah, Pithivier yeah. shape, just stuffed with frangipan, isn't it? There's a lot of frangipan around these days. Mm-hmm. I like frangipan. I'm not that into it. Do we like the sound of a galette de bois? It sounds a bit. To be I honest, think it's it missing from soggy and bland, it's missing isn't a it? Bit of fruit or something? Yes, isn't it? just something like an, to yeah. cut through it a little bit. But oh, it, you it have to serve it a bit with a or something. Yes, think. yeah. Well, I, I think, think you're it's on something, like Howard. Giant almond croissant, isn't it? Essentially, but I think mm. Howard's right. A little bit of sharpness wouldn't go miss. Yeah. Maybe just a little, little bit of fresh winter fruits or something. Didn't mm. when you say cherry compote or something would would be yeah. nice with it. So I'm going to put we, some cream with it now re- as well. Rewriting <laughs> yeah. because... I don't think we like Galette Dua, do we, Howard? I do. Oh. It's fine. It's like I'm, I'm just looking to see what if anybody puts anything in because my, my daughter said she's had one with some chestnut in, which I'm not sure makes any difference at all. Um, oh. yeah, the wonderful Raymond Blanc OBE is has just got frangipan in it. I, uh, I think, well, I think that's classic, yeah. But I, I mean, maybe this isn't, I mean, it's not really a Christmassy dish, is it? So maybe, but when it comes to Christmas, I want to put a slab of something in a bowl covered in cream or custard, just like Howard. Um, Bit of brandy cream, maybe, and yeah, you want a bit of sharpness in there. I don't, mm. We're just turning into what does Dan want to eat? Maybe this is the wrong podcast for this. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's a very classic cake. And but there's a look to it. There is a look, isn't it? And there's that weird swirly pattern in the yes. um, yeah. and the scallop edging. That's very classic. And I guess that's what they were looking for. But if you didn't really know what this looked like, I think you were up a creek without a paddle, weren't you? Because I don't know how you could have intuited to make it if you didn't know what it looked like. Well, I think they must have known it was scalloped because they were all going for the scallop. Someone didn't, didn't they? Well, yeah, someone didn't, but um, um, no, I think the the instructions might have been good enough because they were all trying to go for the scallop and then 
if anybody knew what a bithybia was, uh, they would have been known that the classic decoration was what Jürgen attempted to do. Sadly, he lost mm. all his decoration. Um, I think they probably had enough information to, to do it. I'd like to have seen the information, to be honest, but um, it wasn't a hard bake, was it? I don't oh, think. I don't know. I mean... No, rough puff pastry, a nice block of rough puff pastry, and you mix up some mm. French pan, you whack it in the oven. I mean, well, after chilling it, of course. But I do think, yes, yes, never mind, mm. Jürgen. Um, but I do think with the simple bakes, I mean, or what appears to be relatively simple on the surface, then it does all come down to just the execution. So actually, it's quite good for a technical, isn't it? Mm. Because yeah. you get to see yeah. all the variation and who is doing it the most neatly. Um and I think, um, yeah, obviously Jürgen tripped up, but I thought Maxi made a absolutely gorgeous one. Oh, Maxi did that well. was lovely. But did did, um, did Jürgen try to put the pattern on with a spoon rather than cutting it with a knife? No, I don't think so. No, oh, I, thought, I, I think thought, it, I, I thought he was like trying to imp- imprint it rather than slashing like it. Like slice, but, yeah. yeah. I don't, well, I just that definitely he, wouldn't have helped. It would definitely wouldn't have helped. No. But he didn't chill his pastry, did he? No, so he didn't. I think. Did all the butter just run out? Is that what why happened? Why didn't he chill it? Did he just want to get oh, it finished quickly? It's why? the tent. We all do. It is the things. tent. Jane, so, you seem to be one of the few people who is unaffected by the pressure of the tent. I assure you, for all mere mortals, it causes quite a panic, darling. <laughs> uh, yes, I appreciate that. But he, if it says in the thing, chill it. If in doubt, do what the instructions yeah, say. True. Yeah, true. Everybody else chilled and Jürgen didn't and I just like to know what his thinking was because he said I'm not a baking god so whether somebody had built him up to this I don't know but he wasn't doing the letter fold he didn't do the letter fold he did the whatever it is where you stick your square in the middle and he, he seemed not to do what was on the instructions? Yeah, I don't think... At all. I think the remark about the baking god, I think, is more about the fact that Jürgen is, was incredibly popular on his season. And I remember that when he got sent home, the public were furious, rightly or wrongly. I don't remember if it was a good decision or not. Um, but, you know, he has enjoyed a reputation as being this incredible baker. And I think it must have been very difficult for him, bless him, to go back and sort of bomb the first yeah. couple of challenges. It must be very... Very disheartening, and um, maybe he's a stronger man than I. But I would have been, I would have been quite bummed out. Maybe that's what that comment was. I'm not mm. a baking god. Maybe he was really feeling the pressure. Um, yeah, at that stage, I was going to get that printed as an inspirational T-shirt. I'm not a baking god. I'm just a human being baking. Yes. Wow, I like that. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Howard. Thank you. Inspirational quote of the year. It doesn't apply to me. But yeah, I, but other people. You shop. are a baking god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a human right. being. I'm a baking god. <laughs> <laughs> and that can be on yours. Right, question, yeah. guys. Yes. Come on, let's be serious. Yes, go on, Jane. I never grate my butter for rough puff because no. yeah. I get it all over my hands and it's such a pain. And there they were. Maggie's looked as though that had been in the freezer for weeks. It was rock hard, wasn't it? Um, what do we think about the grating or how do you do your rough puff? There we go. That's the question I'm going for. I think Howard and I do it the same way, but I never grate my butter ever. I've never, yeah. I tried it. I tried it once because I saw it on, on Bake Off and then 
uh, I just thought, why? Mm. I have my method, which I like, which works. And I think you do it the same way, don't you, Howard, where you keep really big lumps of butter. Big lumps, yeah. Yeah, and then just yeah. sort of keep folding it until it yeah. comes together. Yeah. And, and that works really well for me. I don't quite understand this methodology of grating butter and why people think it's such a great method. Sorry. No, I, I agree. I've only ever tried it once and thought, oh, gosh, this is just too messy. And then it ends up... Yeah, much. messy. So I, I just... I just don't bother. I mean, I sliced mine really, yeah, really I've, I've thinly. Yeah, I've done it sliced as well. Yeah, I slice it really, really thin, and then wrap it, and then roll it, and then wrap the and do the second half of slicing it and putting it in, which seems to work hmm. well. So the grating is such a lot of faff. I think. I feel like it must be a classic technique, though. It must be a technique that people use because they keep bringing it up on Bake Off, don't they? No, I think well, it had to, the the grater had to come first, didn't it? So they couldn't have done it that way before graters were invented. <laughs> so, graters, when were graters, I think graters invented. are probably quite old. They're not, they're not that fancy. Um, but I think Paul loves this method. I think that must be why they keep bringing it up. I think Paul likes grating butter, but it's not for me. I don't. I don't see the appeal. No, I, I think either. you do it in his. <laughs> In his spare time, just sits there happily with a black and butter grate yeah. in it. Yeah. Simple Surely things. Surely, if Keep you grate, if you grate butter as well, you've got very, very small pieces which are likely to melt much quicker yes. than if you were to slice bits off yeah. a off a block yeah. of cold butter. So that defeats the object anyway. I think the grating. Forgive me if I misunderstood this. I think the grating is so that you can get the very cold butter malleable. So that you, if you grate it because it's all broken up, you can then fold it quite easily and it's not going to like snap. It's going to stay as one lump. But it just seems like an unnecessary extra step that I don't feel helps the flakiness. I don't think it makes it better. But that, I mean, that's just... And also, if you knock it really, really cold, it, by the friction on the grater can soften it and you've got it in your hand and that's softening it as well. I'm, okay, well, I'm glad that you guys... Um, don't grate because I was just beginning to think it was me. Um, you can slip as well and catch your knuckle on it. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. well, is not Ooh, <laughs> not nice. Not nice. I'm glad it wasn't just me. I'm glad it wasn't just me. The crimson wrap up pastry. <laughs> Delicious. So, do we think also, sorry, because all these questions. Um, How dare you ask baking questions on a baking podcast, Jane? It was me. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> they put in. Almond liqueur, which I assume is an amaretto or something like that. Yeah. Which I think is quite nice. But why wouldn't you just put some almond extract in? Because the alcohol's just going to disappear. Be a bit fancy, I guess. Just a bit fancy for New Year. I'd, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have put, I wouldn't have had no. the instinct to put in a liqueur or anything. I would have just put in almond extract, surely. Oh, I, but too. you could you could add the amaretto to your cream. When when Dan and I are oh. having ours with with, with, with cream, a bit of cream and yeah. fruit. Yeah. With a, yeah. With a cream and fruit. Yeah. Well, I mean I'm all for the cream, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a boozy cherry compote on the side would be mm. quite nice. Too. No, just a tin of fruit cocktail. Just pour it over top. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So classy. Very, very nice. Um, so yes, this was our technical challenge. Um, Jurgen, I d I don't know what happened. Poor Jurgen. He did he did come forth. He had very little design or scalloping, lost a lot of butter, and it was very dry. Uh Maggie came in third. She was very, very proud about coming third. She was like 
I'd be happy to win a bronze medal at anything. And that's the spirit, Maggie. Um, yeah. She had a nice little crown design. She finally got a little crown like on that. the top. Yeah. It was very sweet, wasn't it? But she did lose a bit of butter and a bit of height. And it wasn't quite as flaky as the judges were hoping. Mark came in second. It was the neatest, but it was a bit small. So I wonder why it was a bit small. Uh, and he did lose a bit of flakiness and height, but he had nice crispy pastry, nice and buttery. And then the lovely Maxie was first. Uh, she had a nice height on her galette du roi. It was uh, a lovely colour, nice scalloping, good crispy pastry and good almondy flavour. So uh, no no bad comments for Maxie there. So that was our technical challenge. And lovely as well that she she was not kind of confident about pastry and then achieve oh, yes. something like that really nice mm. absolutely yes she did go out on pastry week she had um mm. rather disastrous volivon if i remember rightly i don't remember that <laughs> was, it, <laughs> yeah. was it a few years ago yeah it's been on tv for it's... <laughs> it was last year it was last year <laughs> no she it was it wasn't last year. It was. was she, it? Did, she did sweet. She did sweet volivon. They didn't work very well. Oh, my memory's fading with age, darling. Sorry. <laughs> but yes, Maxie definitely had a bit of a redemption there, which was similar to the redemption bake of the uh, Christmas episode uh, that I enjoyed a lot. So, a bit of a redemption for her pastry. So thank you everybody who has written in with some questions for us. We have a couple of questions here from Stephanie and Wendy. So let's start right off with Stephanie. Stephanie says, hi, bakers. Thank you so much for the podcast. It really is like a visit with friends, much like the Baker with the Legend classes. I've learned so many great tips and techniques from the classes and it's always the most relaxing and happy experience. And many of the bakes have now become part of our family traditions throughout the year. Oh, lovely. And I'd just like to point out, we don't pay people to write these. These are genuine (laughs) comments. (laughs) So thank you so much, Stephanie, for that. Um, And Stephanie would like to know, I was wondering who the bakers look to for inspiration and techniques. And are there any baking or cooking podcasts or TV programs that you enjoy or could recommend? I personally just think, what would Jane do? That's what I think. (laughs) That's a good, yeah. Yeah. I think, what would Jane do? And that's, that's what I try to do. I mean, I do get to pick Jane and Howard's brains about about things, and sometimes they do give me some little tips. Howard's often got some great tips about flavours and stuff. Um, yeah. So I often steal ideas off him. He's got good taste buds, that man. Um, <laughs> but I do generally just look on the internet, really. I'm probably looking in all the same places as you. I'm looking in, you know, obviously the recipe books in my house, and then I'm looking for design. I tend to look at sort of Pinterest and Instagram and stuff. So. Um, I'm too old for TikTok. I can't quite get into it. I've tried several times. YouTube Shorts is the best I can do, really. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. <laughs> That's my New Year's resolution to get onto TikTok and... Oh, Wow. Yeah, well, because I want to revitalize my Instagram and stuff and I'm going to redo my website. And I just think that's where the young people go is to TikTok. So I want to, as I'm struggling to do even reels, I'm not sure how realistic this is. But then, yep, this is it. New new year, new challenges. We need to go on a class, right? If you guys are listening and you know there's like a you know a class that they can teach oldies how to do TikTok, we need to get set up with that class, don't we, Jane? Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe we will. Perhaps us um, oldies and and not quite as oldies, <laughs> which is you, of course. Um, I'll take the compliment. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so looking up to yeah, oh, I don't know. There are so many people, aren't there? There are so, so much. You like Sally's baking addiction? That's something you look at. I, no, I look at Sally's baking addiction because she does um, popular bakes very well, um, like trendy stuff. Yeah. No, no, she doesn't do really trendy stuff. I like. No? She just does. If you want cookies or. or almost you know a salted caramel or anything like that she's a very good place to go to she's a very safe pair of hands a bit like mary berry she but sally will be the first one to say she is not brilliant on decoration she's very good on the sorts of things you will want to bake at home and her recipes are great and they work um if i want something new and exciting that you can then twist to make your own um i mean instagram's brilliant i I don't have any in particular we like magpies we pick and choose these little mm. shiny bits from other people uh, because they're genius some people are absolute genius i think they must sit around all day thinking what can i do that's going to be just different and exciting and they're very good at it um i am i'm a total thief i will steal other people's ideas and then make them look your own yeah not better because you can't but make them look my own but as far as recipes concerned just go for a good trusted good trusted people if you want to try a new recipe you know if you want to say oh i wonder what would you like to put cabbage in a cake somebody will have done it somewhere Mm. um and if you trust that person's recipe then you know nick that and then um decorate it the way you would want to decorate it so so i think there's just so much inspiration out there there is but i think you'll find that the angel of inspiration is a little bit um inconsistent you know sometimes you'll come up with some amazing ideas and then other days you'll really struggle you know um for example my bouche noel recipe was sort of a revelation and i love the technique and everything else i think it's the best recipe i've ever come up with to be honest um or like howard does some amazing decoration your pear partridge pear pie oh, thing was absolutely was stunning so fantastic <laughs> so, like so every fantastic. now and then we come up with something that's really above and beyond our own level almost you know and um that's lovely when that happens but when you're in a dry spell it's a bit hard isn't it howard Holy what do you do definitely do you know it's been lovely over over christmas well i'd say it's been lovely i thought it would be lovely just to get old books out again that I've, you know, tried and tested recipes to get them out. So uh, my really battered that I've had to mend. Uh, I've got that book. Copy of, have you? Short and sweet by yeah. Dan Leopard. And I thought I'll do a couple of his bread rolls. So I don't even have to think about it. I'll just follow the recipe. Mm. And I've got 
people arriving uh, in in about two hours. Uh, sorry, yeah, I'd go about two hours, and then I I went through it, and it says now leave the rolls to prove a second time for one and a half hours. It's like I've got time to do that. So you <laughs> you think that you're going to be able to just follow a recipe? And then you think, no, I've got to use some base baking instinct here. I've I've got to adapt to it. And I I didn't even kind of shake polenta on or anything like that. So I th- I think it's a time when you can go back to old books, Nigella, um, Christmas. I always uh, delve into that. But I th- I think you get to a point where you sort of move on a little bit, don't you? Where you. Mm. As you say, you take things, but you can't just slavishly follow somebody else's recipe anymore. You have to adapt it a little mm. bit. Yeah, you always want to do something, don't you? Yeah. Make it your own yeah. a little bit. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But Dad, uh, Howard's genius, apart from his flavours, of course, but it's his creativity because you're very artistic. So you make everything look beautiful. I think. Do so, you? So, I do. I, you see, I, I, I quite often think I'm a bit more of a kind of rough and ready baker. But oh, I, I don't, don't know. So. <laughs> no. I don't think so. It, it was it was a difficult, I suppose, in the year that I was on Bake Off because I went in thinking I was going to be arty and what have you, and then you were up against Francis Quinn, and you think, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 maybe I'm not so good. Yeah, and maybe yeah. I'll have to be something else. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked, I liked. I mean, I love Bake Off, and I loved being on Bake Off, but. What I really liked is when you get sent the brief for an episode and they ask you to do something that you've never done before and they show you a few photos of what they're talking about just to get an image in your head of which you can't copy any of those and it makes you think and it makes you try to be a bit more creative and a bit more exciting than perhaps you would normally be so I love a brief I think a brief can really get the creative juices going um and you don't normally get a brief do you i say to the people no. at home oh what would you like for dessert and they go oh i don't mind anything easy oh, that's, yeah. that's what i'm needing i'm not asking that's not that. helpful yeah. not helpful that i think that is why when we do the classes that are in conjunction with the current series that's mm. quite nice because mm. you think i've got a, a theme to go on i've got something to go with but yeah. actually, I can make it my own. Mm, I agree. Well, thank you very much, Bakers, for all your input there. And Stephanie from Virginia, I hope uh, that answered your question. Sorry, I was just seeing a note from George saying, Hi, Jane, just wanted to say thank you for your kind words in your baking with a legend podcast. It's given me a little lift after watching myself back. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, George is lovely. And we have another question here from Wendy, who's calling in from Northern Illinois, uh, who says, absolutely love listening to you all. And here is my question. Do the judges do anything to cleanse their palate between tasting? It seems like some flavours might interfere with other bakers' flavours. That is a very good point. Mm. It is. I don't know whether I've ever seen. They must sip on a bit of water or something. No. No. They just move on. No, Howard. Do you think? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because I remember my year, 
Rav had turned out something that was really quite strong flavours. Can't remember what they were, but ginger, maybe chilli, maybe something, I can't remember. Um, and then went forward to, I believe, the lovely Kate's bake. And they said that her bake was bland or they couldn't taste it or, or something. And she was like, well, it's not surprising because their taste buds were completely overwhelmed by the mm. ginger. And the, and I hadn't thought of that before but until Kate said that. But So, no, they, they certainly didn't on that occasion because no. her cake tasted delicious. But they said they couldn't taste it. But probably it was all the chilli in Rav's. Maybe. No, I've never seen them rinse their mouth out or whatever in... Um... We, we like to have a sorbet between courses, don't we, when we have a tasting menu to help cleanse the palate a little bit. But, uh, no, I've never seen them uh, quaffing back any sorbet. No. no. Definitely no sorbet in the tent when we were there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wendy, thank you. That is a very good question, something we haven't thought about, which... Uh... Which is great. So thank you so much, Stephanie and Wendy. And uh, if you do want to write in with a question for us for the new year, for the new series that hopefully we'll be doing when the new series of Bake Off comes around in 2024, then please do get in touch. You can email us at thebakedown at bakerthelegend.com or you can contact us on social media. We are at Baker the Legend on all platforms. And now we move on to our Showstopper Challenge, which this year was a New Year's-inspired smash cake, which was a four-hour challenge. And uh, I should possibly just point out uh, to any Americans listening that Noel's comment about covering himself in instant mashed potato. Yeah, there is a, a famous advert from the... Ooh, 70s? Maybe. I can't remember. Which is... Uh, a brand of instant mashed potato called Smash. And uh, that's where that joke came from. It's a bit of an English pop culture reference. Um, Dan, it was probably way before your time. I don't remember them covering themselves in, in Smash, though, did they? No. no I think no. that's just what no one wanted to do. <laughs> that just I've not seen that advert. No. No. <laughs> that's the that's R-rated version. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yes, a Smash cake. Now, is this something any of you have heard of before? No, no. I've heard of a, <laughs> I've heard of a pinata cake. Excellent. Well, let's end it there. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I go I did try and Google it as well to see whether anything came up. I and, and nothing really came. You know, normally you get masses and masses of wonderful images, but I didn't get any images at all of a smash cake. So I, I don't know, somebody's just made it up, I think. I've got somebody who's put her face completely in the cake, you know, a bit like face planting. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I, there is nothing here with a chocolate thing. It's all children shoving their faces in cake. So I <laughs> I think this is a bake-off invention. I think it might be. I say when I heard smash cake, I was like, I have not heard of that. And I don't know. Maybe I'm out of the loop, but I, I've never. I think it was just a good excuse to get, get a bit of tempered chocolate and a little bit of a dramatic moment for television. And uh, some of the cakes came pre-smashed and some of the, the judges <laughs> got to smash themselves. Having said that, sorry, going back, if you say smash desserts, because we have seen desserts where you either pour a hot liquid over and it all dissolves, doesn't it, to reveal mm. something underneath, mm. or sort of crack it a bit to get to the thing underneath. So 
maybe they've just taken the smashed dessert to a different level but even then you don't get many pictures coming up so i think i think it's a great idea actually well i've definitely seen these in shops i've definitely seen them in like asda and stuff it's like a little dome and you and you smash it like the really sort of the really commercially made ones that you might get like a box like that big and you take it to a kid's party for like eight pounds and it feeds 13 children that sort of thing we're we're obviously going to the wrong participants aren't we i think we we are asda yeah asda's the way forward (laughs) having googled desserts it i've got this wonderful picture of a smash cake um from woolworths in australia and it's lovely because underneath oh, the dough there's loads of candy canes and various bits and pieces. So, Woolworths. yeah, Woolworths has come up with some fabulous ones. Mm, that still exist. They're all Woolworths. Well, it does in Australia, a different company, same name. Oh. Um, it would appear to be Woolworths in Australia is the only one that's satisfying my need for smash cake images. Well, that aside, um, do we think this was a good challenge and do we think people fulfilled the brief? I think some did, yeah. I thought it was a nice challenge, a uh, nice opportunity to do something a bit de- decorative. And, um, yeah, I, I thought with uh, mixed results, really, but generally. I think a few stood out to me. Well, actually, I mm. thought they were all all good attempts. Yeah. I, uh, I thought, uh, right, so Jürgen's with this sort of three-coloured Mount Fuji mould, I thought was um, great. It was a little bit simplistic, maybe in terms of the overall appearance, but it's architecturally fascinating. And um, obviously there were some uh, some good flavours in there. I loved Mark's, the overall appearance, the sort of cartoon yeah. snowman. I thought that was wonderful. Um, I loved that a lot as well. I really liked Maxie's Phoenix cake, and I thought it, it sounded delicious. The, the flavours all sound like they work beautifully. Um, but Paul said the Phoenix looks like it's hit a windscreen, and and I ridiculous. Thought, oh, really, really ridiculous. Made me so angry, that. Me, yeah. me too. It, yeah. Me too. And they look lovely. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. And, and the Favourite. idea, oh, oh, she did say it was going to be abstract. It's like, for goodness sake, this he is He clearly gorgeous. doesn't know what abstract is it's because gorgeous. it was quite yeah. realistic. Yeah, you know, for a mythical creature, it was clear what it was. Beautiful. I thought it was stunning. Yeah. And I, uh, when he said that, I was, I genuinely, my reaction was like, like you could do better, Paul. Like I think that's beautiful. So mm-hmm. I don't know what he was talking about. I mean, yeah. I get it was kind of sort of flat on the cake, but she, she never said it was going to be a three D phoenix sculpture, did she? She was just decorated with a phoenix, and I thought, oh. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was absolutely lovely. And I was astounded that there was any kind of criticism of the decoration of that. But they, they, they love the colours and it's very imaginative and they love the way it merges together. So, um, yeah, but I just I, that really upset me on a personal Dude. level. I was, if, if I'd made that and someone said, oh, it looks like it's hit a windscreen, I'd have thought, you, you know. Mm. <laughs> well, pat- particularly as you expect that in the kind of Christmas special, New Year special, that the judges are going to be a little bit, you know, light-hearted and, and yeah. nicer. Why say something like that? Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree. I thought it was stunning. I loved the colours. And I thought, Paul, who I've been quite kind, kind? to over the last year. I think year, so. I think, I think I have. I think he's mellowed. But I thought he was 
bang out of order. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> just sort of just coming in because other other supermarkets are available. Actually, back in 2021, Marks and Spencers did a stunning smash cake. Can you see it? Oh, they, like a snow globe. Dome was oh. like a bit like a snow globe there. That was stunning. Actually, if I'd found yeah. that, I would have been. Oh, no, Tried to do that. Another one as well. Somebody else. Somebody else did one that looked like a London skyline. Look at that. That's oh, that's I think that, I think that's your Christmas class for next this, year. This is my yeah. Christmas class for next year. Let's do this. <laughs> oh Christmas my word! We could cake. have an absolute disaster. But that's lovely. Look, it's got Big Ben on it and the wheel on it. I don't know where that one's from. Now, what did you guys think about the mould technique that everybody used? Because everybody did something different. Mark used a silicone mould. Maxi used the inside of a glass or Pyrex bowl. Um, Jürgen had like a foam board mould, didn't he? And uh, Maggie uh, sort of went a bit rogue <laughs> with a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I think just Maggie set my nerves. I don't you normally have bad nerves watching Bake Off, but it was like, oh no, I can't watch. <laughs> yeah, I think um so Maggie did the balloon technique, um, which uh has been used successfully in the past. I remember on our season Rahul used uh chocolate on a balloon uh mm. in dessert week. I don't think he won dessert week. I think I won dessert week. That's right. No, but I used a silicon mold. I think Maxi used a silicon mold, didn't she? No, no she used a bowl. Oh, she just used a bowl. God, what a mm. lunatic. I'm glad it worked yeah. out for her. Well, it works. It worked for yeah. her. No, I know, but that's playing with fire, isn't Dangerous. it? I think well, it's yeah. really, yeah. Uh, oh, it must have been Mark who used the mold then. Um, yeah. Mm, he did. But yeah, I definitely would have gone with the silicon mold. All a bit too dangerous, or maybe a metal bowl. But yeah, the Pyrex bowl seemed crazy. But um, I'm glad it worked out. And Jurgen's. Uh, this is this is why it's unfair when you get sort of engineer types. Because I mean, that thing that he had was stunning. But could you have ever made something like that mold? I couldn't have done. That so that would have been outside of my skills. That wouldn't have been possible for me. So I was a bit jealous that uh, that he had the ability to do that. I'm not entirely sure I quite like the idea of chocolate against cardboard either. But uh, Well, the coated foam board. Yeah. Do we think it was a bit kind of not quite hitting the brief? Because you sort of smash a piece out of it and then you take it off the cake rather than having a dome that's part of the cake that you smash to reveal mm. the design See underneath. What you mean, yeah. Am I being a bit picky? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it maybe wasn't as coherent um, as some of the other designs. You know, um, Maxi's, the whole thing was a dome, wasn't it? So yeah. that sort of informed the, the whole shape. Or um, Mark had the, sort of the dome on top that shattered, that fit the design. Whereas Jürgen's was basically the whole thing, wasn't it? It was just sort of a shell covering it. But I thought it was impressive to look at. And I think it must have been very hard to get out of the mould. It was mold very striking. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't as coherent as some of the other desserts. I would agree with that. I think that's a fair point, Howard. Yeah, you're probably right, to, to be honest. And I, I don't know why they made such a fuss about that little tiny crack on it. 
because it was a little yeah, tiny crack. I just was. didn't see it was worth worthy of comment, to be honest. Um, and it did look lovely. It's, it's interesting you say that, though, about, you know, you lift it off, because talking to my kids, they said, oh, we envisaged the smash cake. Yeah, you, you would lift the whole thing off, or it would cover the whole thing mm. rather than just be part of it. So I think it's just different people's interpretations, to be honest. Yeah, maybe. I thought, <laughs> I must go back to Maggie. What possessed her to take that balloon off from a great height and hold the, <laughs> hold the balloon and not not the chocolate but you would take it off at ground level wouldn't you you wouldn't let gravity do its thing <laughs> bless her I mean, it was just and those christmas trees i i mean when we saw they didn't look so bad when she unveiled them in the cake, but they just look like bits of rolled up marzipan with a little bit of green on them. I mean, they just, but I would say the finished thing, although completely rustic and maybe not totally hitting the brief because you couldn't smash your dome, didn't look bad. I still wanted no. a slice of it. It mm. still looked jolly festive, I thought. Um, and uh, bless her, she smiled. She smiled and laughed all the way through it, which I think is the only way to handle it. It was just wonderful. Yeah. I love that her chocolate collar went from a collar to tiles on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Bless her. She said it's a bit like tiling a bathroom. It's like, yeah. fair enough. But she didn't have it on a piece of um, acetate or, 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 worst comes to the worst, a piece of um, non-stick paper. She just seemed to try and pick the whole collar up once it had dried and set and, and wondered why it broke. I just, bless her. Oh, I thought it was wonderful. I loved it. It was a little, the collar wasn't quite complete, was it? There was sort of a, she had a little struggle with uh, various elements of it. But do you know what? Mm -hmm. She didn't stop smiling. She produced something yeah, that looked exactly. quite good. And actually, yes, if you compare that cake to everyone else's, maybe it wasn't quite up to the same side. But if someone served you that cake at a party, you wouldn't think anything of it, would you? You know, you would have enjoyed it and you would have thought it was an impressive effort anyway. So I don't think we want to be too... Uh, down on anyone just because some of the other results were so impressive. You know, they I think Maggie, yeah. Maggie did great. She did. Working through everybody's desserts, we had uh, Mark's snowman, uh, sort of tropical cake with a ginger and rum cake, lime Italian meringue buttercream, uh, little mini meringue snowmen and a white chocolate snowman shell. I think the, the judges really praised the cake. They said it was really good, simple but effective, and a good thin chocolate shell. But there was not enough lime in the buttercream. I think I'd have put a curd in there, a lime curd. Yeah, would have done it. Yeah, that would have worked. Yeah, that's all it needed: a nice lime curd and the buttercream. That would have just given it that sharpness. I thought it was a lovely cake. I thought it was a very clever, clever design. Mm. And we had Jürgen's Mount Fuji cake, uh, sunrise at Mount Fuji or sunset, depending on your point of view. Um, he had a Genoese and Jacon sponges with a strawberry and a yuzu bavoir and the uh, dark milk and white chocolate Mount Fuji and some matcha biscuits. I didn't see where they went in the design. Uh, maybe they were on the cake. I think the judges really, really liked that. Uh, they loved the mountain. They thought it was absolutely fantastic. They thought the cake was delicate, uh, light cake, vintage Jürgen and perfectly executed. Mm. So do we think Jürgen sort of redeemed himself with that cake there? Obviously he hit the brief, uh, but there wasn't much cake, was there? There was a lot of bavoir. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a little bit of cake on the base and I think a little bit on the top. 
and then there was uh, a jaconda on the outside. When I think of cake, I think of cake. I don't necessarily think of, it was more of a dessert for me than a cake. Mm. Um, lovely, and, and I would have probably preferred to eat that than a lot of the other cake, just because I'm sort of not really into cake at the moment. Um, and a bit too I much in Christmas, yeah, I feel yeah. So, you know, so you, you can't be watching this after you've stuffed your face for 10 days. So I would have, I would have I love to a eaten it, but was it? I love a babois. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and light, yeah. Um, but was it cake? Oh, I don't know. It's very deep. This. <laughs> yeah. Deep. It was a deep babois, that was for sure. Um, well, so, yeah, somebody who was a bit more... Uh, cakey, possibly to being a tad overdone, uh, was Maggie's. She had a quite a lot of flavours going on. She had chocolate, chilli, coffee, orange, rum and vanilla all the way through that cake there with some cake pop winter figures, uh, desiccated coconut snow and a chocolate collar. Um, the judges said the cake looks okay. Uh, the dome was a bit rough and the winter scene looked a little like a scary forest scene. Oh, that made me laugh. Um, they thought the flavour was okay, but the cake was quite dry. But she did have really yeah. good levels of chilli in there. So what did we think of Maggie's cake? Overall, I thought it was a perfectly serviceable cake. I think she turned out, you know, something that was quite impressive. But yeah, dry cake is never great, is it? I mean, the yeah. thing is, you can always hide it with a bit of buttercream. We, you know, we often make um, fatless sponges in our classes. And you've got to pair them with, uh, you know, something a little bit moist to, to balance it all out. But yeah, dry cake is... It's not great. It's it's not a winning move, is it, to make a, a dry cake, sadly. But I think I don't want to be too harsh to Maggie because I like Maggie a lot and I thought she did overall a very good job. Um, yeah. But it's just, you know, when when you put Maggie's cake next to maybe Maxie's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's obvious that Maxie maybe is the superior decorator. But, you know, I th- don't want to take anything away from lovely Maggie because she reminds me Absolutely of my mother. Not. So I won't hear a bad word said about her. Absolutely. <laughs> so my Prue said her cake design was very modern. I'm not sure it was very modern, was it? I'm not sure what was modern I about don't know it. what modern means. No. I think, no, I used to be hip and trendy and then 20 years passed and now I don't know what's going on anymore. Oh. I don't know what the kids are talking about these days. What's modern? Sarah, I do you know? I'm too old for that. Well, you as well now. Oh, I'm 30 <laughs> next year. I'm way into the next category. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. You've got to scroll down yeah. on the year of birth box now, don't you, right? You do. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not even, it's not even next year. I'm 30 this year. Oh, my goodness. Because it's this the new year. year. Oh, oh, my goodness. Year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyway, I liked I liked Maggie's, but uh, when we were looking at it, we thought, oh, it doesn't look dry, but that's only because there was so much orange curd in it oozing out. I think the sponge was probably dry. Yeah, I'm shame. But then Maxie's was uh, far from dry. Uh, this was Maxie's mango and passion fruit coolie that ran through her lemon jacond sponge. Uh, she had some lovely meringue hearts on the top of her cake and a blue and orange uh, phoenix chocolate shell with some tweel feathers. Um, the judges, well, Prue at least, said it was a very imaginative design with a very beautiful interior. 
Now, they also said it was very trifle-like because of the uh, liquid coolie staying quite so liquid, but it's not falling apart, like you could still cut a decent slice of it. Mm. Now, to me, immediately, if somebody said that to me, I'd take that as a negative, but then Prue said I can't fault it, so clearly it worked. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Not all all cakes are equal. You know, there's different types of cake, and they can be perfectly lovely. Sort of, uh, you have like an opera cake, and it can be... Uh, quite soft or you know many of these multi-layer cakes they can be sort of quite puddingy inside but they're still delicious Ooh, absolutely I, I don't think there's only one texture allowable no oh, well, it looked very nice i would have liked to have eaten it to be honest mm. so i thought maxi's looked lovely i love the idea of those flavors um when the dome came off i wasn't quite sure what the decoration was supposed to be underneath the dome it looked I didn't quite get that, but um, I I just, it was my favourite cake to look at. And I liked Mm. the idea of those flavours much more, um, perhaps even than Jürgen's, which which still sounded quite nice and quite fresh. I thought Maxie did a great job. I would, yeah, I love, I did love it. I love a white chocolate. I just, as an overall thing, my favourite was Maxie's. It would be the one thing I would have picked off the table. And I think the Tweels really elevated it, actually. Oh, and that was yeah, why I was yeah. extra annoyed by Mr. Hollywood saying it looked like it hit a windscreen because it had a lot of three-dimensionality to it. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it sort of sat out from the cake. It was Yes, it was flat to the cake, but it, it had texture as well. And I thought it looked absolutely lovely. I don't know what. Beautiful. I don't know, don't know what they were moaning about. No, I don't know either. And so that brings us to the judgment. And uh, fortunately, we don't have to send anybody home, but we do have to crown a star baker. And this year, it was the lovely Maxie. And bless her, she did really, really well. Apart from a slight decoration hiccup in the signature shoe challenge, she came first in the technical, doing really, really well with her puff pastry. And she did an absolutely spectacular showstopper challenge that Prue couldn't fault. So what do we think? A well-deserved star baker for Maxie? Yeah, no, I I, I thought uh, Maxie definitely well-deserved. Um, it was sad, sad, I think, for Mark in particular, because I think he, he'd been pretty consistent all the way through. But that showstopper was just incredible. I thought it looked so, so beautiful. And um, anything like that that hits, well, I was going to say hits my windscreen, but I don't drive. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah, know you I didn't thought, drive, Howard. Yeah, if that hit my drive, windscreen, yeah. I'd take it home and keep it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Wouldn't wipe that on the floor. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> she was my favourite, to be honest. I think her showstopper just blew me away. I thought it was so pretty and so creative. So, I'm sorry, Mark missed out. Jurgen sadly fell at the first couple of fences, but mm. I thought it was stunning. I'm so happy for her, especially as she overcame her pastry fears i think mm, she really absolutely. did yeah. do well so i'm very happy for her and and she, maxi you can make me one of those cakes anytime actually nothing gets <laughs> windscreen those days that's these days that's the worry isn't it? it used to be when bugs covered your windscreen um and now they don't so let's hope the planet rises like a phoenix from the flames um and, and we get a lot of things hitting our windscreen there we go that's a little political comment from me to yes yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it, Jane. Segwayed into yeah. a piece about uh, climate change. I like it. Yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so that brings 2023 to a close as we say goodbye and we move on to 2024. Um, on behalf of Bake with a Legend, I just want to say thank you, a massive thank you to everybody who has been listening to our podcast all the way through 2023. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of you who have been listening in previous years. It is absolutely fantastic to have you all listening and sending in lots of lovely questions. Don't forget, we do have plenty of new classes going into the new year uh, with all of our lovely bakers. So please do head over to Bake with a Legend if you fancy booking yourself a class with us. And uh, don't forget, you can use the code podcast to get 10% off your next booking. So Howard, Jane and Dan, thank you ever so much for joining me for this series. It's been absolutely fantastic and uh, maybe we'll see you again in the uh, in the new year. Mm. So Howard, Jane and Dan, thank you so much for joining me and we'll see what 2024 has to offer. See you soon guys. Happy New Year everyone. Happy New Year. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.